Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that has ever existed, a podcast on the Lughole Network. I'm your host, James Crowley, and I hope you boys and ghouls are in the mood for a spooky surprise, because this week we are talking Halloween songs. That sounded super creepy as I did that, but Halloween is super creepy. It's supposed to be, you know, it's it's spooky season. It is Halloween. Um, this is my Halloween's my favorite holiday. It's always, you know, the best one to celebrate. There's always so much to do you know i always feel like the festivities are a lot unfortunately this year i feel like i'm not taking part in a lot of halloween activities just because i'm super busy uh as i mentioned in the last episode this is also uh this week and next week are going to be my last episodes for a little bit taking a little bit of a break from the podcast not so much like a vacation not so much like you know a break that i need from the podcast but uh i am moving and i think that i'm just gonna need the time to actually move rather than have time to edit the podcast so uh we'll have like one or two weeks that there is no podcast uh after this uh but you know for the next two weeks we got halloween episodes and to celebrate those halloween episodes i've got rory patrick on rory's a comedian he was on earlier this year uh we talked about comic book songs that make us think of comic books songs that remind us of comic books songs that are related to comic books it's a great episode i highly recommend you go back and listen to that we talk a little bit about comic books and horror movies and things like that in this episode and it's really really a ton of fun I really enjoyed talking to Rory. Uh, you know, we bonded over a lot of our similar music tastes. Um, you know, and it was just a great conversation. We both love... Well, uh, we'll get into it. But, you know, we we both really enjoy Halloween. We both really enjoy, like, the Halloween spirit. And uh, it's, it's really just a great chat overall. Uh, before we get into that, you can follow Rory on social media. He is on Instagram. He is at... Uh, now I'm losing it. He is at Rory Patrick Comics. Uh, that's comics with an X, so C-O-M-I-X. Uh, follow me on all my social media. I'm at James P. Crowley on Instagram and TikTok, James P. Crowley 68 on Twitter. You could follow the podcast on Instagram, James Crowley's Infinite Playlist. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys are excited for this Halloween for spooky season. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Rory. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And you my graveyard smash. You'll catch on and off. Cool. Well, so let's get right into it. Last time we spoke was in January, which I feel like it was late January, right? You were dying of COVID last time. Right. I remember. Well, that's what I was going to say is I remember I had COVID. I'm like, uh, I feel like that was when like the GameStop stock debacle was going on, which like feels like a millennia ago now. Yeah. Um, But uh, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing well. Importantly, how are you doing? I don't think your COVID results were back yet, but you were just like falling apart on the camera uh, as uh, I was I, watching you. I, I, had I was like, COVID. man, this guy's a trooper to put up with me <laughs> ranting about, you know, weird French comic books from the seventies or whatever the hell I was talking about, you know? Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that, that I'm doing good. I hope you're doing good. And I, that's I good. finally, wall street is no more because of GameStop. We did it. Exactly. You know, all corruption's over and uh, victory to well, the people. GameStop took it down today. Facebook crashed. You know, all sorts of. Uh, you know, the the establishment is coming down. <laughs> what have you been listening to lately? Like in general. Um, 
you know, uh, I, I'm an old man, so it takes me a while to listen to an album. Like I like <laughs> I'll put an album on my like shuffle, and it, it just lingers there forever and ever. And I'll eventually get around to it. I really like the the artist. Uh, again, every new artist is now like three albums deep for me. I consider them new. Is uh, <laughs> I've been really getting into Leon Bridges. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, he, he's like uh, fantastic. The the second album he did, I think it's. Um, I know the song, the main song, first song was called like, "The Bay Is Worth the." I think it's called "Good Good Thing." That one I like absolutely loved. You know, so and that's that's kind of what I've been listening to uh, recently. Um, and just there's this local radio station here, ninety point five the night uh, for Central Jersey, that just it just plays, you know, nerdy guys in their thirties music. That I'm just like ah, every, every time I'm going out, just you know, pick up my kid. I'm like, I'll oh, listen to whatever they're they're playing for me. They they got my number, so. And what type of stuff is is that playing like? Oh, uh, they're but playing you say, uh, nerdy I mean, guy. Playing like the new Wallflowers album over and over. Again. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's very. Uh, that's the pretty much my demographic now. So. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome. I admittedly haven't gotten into Leon Bridges yet. I should. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should give him a listen. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Cool, but um, it is October and. Um, you know, so naturally, you know, fall is in the air, even though it's still very warm out. But yeah. Halloween is quickly approaching, and we're here to talk about Halloween songs. Um, so tell me a little bit about what your approach was in making a Halloween playlist. Well, you know, um, okay, I'll get to that in a question, but I have a question for you okay. that I think your listeners want to hear. Uh, it is Halloween, and it is a Halloween-themed episode, so I need to ask you off the bat. Is there any relation to uh, demonic warlord Alistair Crowley? Uh, well, you know, it's, it's okay. I so didn't this hear is... a no right away. It sounds like it's going to be a complicated answer. I Well, no. I used to tell people that I was. Uh, now, uh, probably not. We pronounce it differently, even though, like, the Aussie song is Mr. Crowley, uh, mm-hmm. and I pronounce it Crowley. Uh, my understanding is he would pronounce it Crowley. And, you know, so I'm like, yeah, probably not. I'm Irish. He's English, all that sort of stuff. But what that kind of made me <laughs> think of is uh, I've, I mentioned to you before that this is the second Halloween episode I've ever done. And when I did it two years ago, the person that uh, the, the guest on the podcast, she put Mr. Crowley by Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. remember when it, we got to it, I was just like, <sighs> and she was like, <laughs> Yeah, so you're you're Mr. Crowley, and I'm like, I know, I've gotten mm-hmm. that many a times. So uh, I all, it's always something that like makes me chuckle. Um, it seems like you've heard this joke tons of times. It's like my friend, uh, I have a friend named uh, Tom Finn, who whenever people go, oh, so where's Huck Sawyer? I'm like, ah, oh, he's, he's heard that. You're not the first person, so I know I, I'm not the first. But that, yeah, when I, whenever like. I remember when I first started doing comedy and I would like put my name down on open mics, they would just be like, oh, like Mr. Crowley. And I'd be like, yep. And they were like, anyone ever do that to you before? And I was like, yep. All the time. (laughs) But yeah, so I, yeah. So I I still get a kick out of it, uh, you know, and especially because I think it's been so, it's been a long time since anyone's asked me. Uh, Like I said it right before, I'm an old, old guy. So it's kind of, that's all my references are going to be that old as you'll see in the, the playlist. But yeah. um, anyway, oh, tell me uh, about your approach to making a Halloween playlist. My foot fell sure. asleep, so I'm just trying to shift. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, 
you know, um, like I remember, I I got into like I'm not like a super super Halloween buff, but I just love holidays in general. Right. Like I remember reading something. Um, you know, like what are the benefits of having kids? And one of the persons like, you know, when I had a kid, um, they really got into holidays again. It really like helped um, the year go and everything like that. Like you get like they got really excited about things coming up because like in your 20s and whatnot, you're, like the year just flies by, you know, all yeah. of a sudden it's like like Thanksgiving, Christmas. And it's like, what the hell happened? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get super pumped up about holidays from now on. And I love like, you know, Fourth of July. I love Christmas, which, again, I, I'm an atheist who hates America, but I still love those holidays. <laughs> um, and Halloween, I always thought was kind of like it's the weirdest way it's weird to like just step out of your body for a second and like you're in a supermarket and there's like dead images all around you yeah like what, what are we doing here you know uh so it's always kind of funny so my well you go to the meat aisle but... there's always dead images in the supermarket well, <laughs> that's true i guess yeah that's a very good point uh yeah everything i eat is dead huh it was alive <laughs> and now i'm eating it to make myself more powerful yeah i guess halloween makes a lot of sense <laughs> i'm infused with the power of dead cows um anyway uh uh the playlist uh i try to try to go through songs that i i love they're not my 10 favorite halloween songs but i try to hit like the weird uh i try to do like a song about werewolves a song about witches and i just try to you try got to all, hit like, all the, the essential uh, uh halloween vampires zombies yeah i try to hit uh everything as we'll go along uh you know i had about 70 or so songs on the short list about 20 or so songs on the shorter list and came up with these 10 so if, if you re if you've listened this far and you're like oh my god this guy didn't list this song on this list like hey man i'm gonna try to it might have been on the long list <laughs> Um, yes exactly this is like so like i've had episodes of this uh podcast where people have done like longer playlists and things and stuff like that and i usually tell people like if they're like really passionate about something i'm like try to cap it at like 15 but like halloween like if you gave me 70 songs i'd be like i could give you 70 songs back so and we could do Mm -hmm. like you know a it would be like ABC Family's 30 Days of Halloween <laughs> just releasing a podcast <laughs> every day for the month of October. Yeah. Um, well, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, so let's just hop right into it in that case um, because your first is a quintessential song that I first heard during those ABC Family 30 Days of <laughs> Halloween marathons. Uh, I Put a Spell on You by Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Because of mine Stop the things you do <laughs> What's up? Oh, yeah! Whoa. 
Yeah, uh, this song, like top tier, one of the all time, one of the, an all time great song in general, but like, yeah. you know, one of your like top five Halloween songs in whatever list you do in just terms of how fantastic it is. It's also got like a fun Wikipedia article. I'm not sure if you read the article. I have not read the, uh, I, I at least haven't read it in a long time. Well, I, 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 will, I have a, a few selected quotes, uh, just explaining the song too. Uh, Hawkins had originally intended to, to record I Put a Spell on You as, quote, a refined love song, a blues ballad. However, the producer brought in ribs and chicken and got everybody drunk. <laughs> and we came out with this weird version. I don't even remember making the recording. This is the uh, this is Jay Hawkins quoted. Um, Before I was just a normal blues singer, I was Jay Hawkins. It all sort of just fell into place. I found out I could do more destroying a song and screaming it to death. So um, he's not so my wrong. Question, what? <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> no. Uh, so my question to you: What have you created after eating a bunch of ribs and chicken and getting drunk? <laughs> um, mostly problems for my family. <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah, I have not created anything successful anywhere exactly. near as good yeah. as this song. It's just like, well, you know, it's funny that that's like the. You know, because you could kind of hear this as like sort of like a ballad and like, you know, it could be this sort of like tender thing. You know, it's funny when I first made my playlist, my first song was actually originally the Nina Simone version of this. That's which, the, that, yeah, probably the most famous cover of it. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, and that's like and like that kind of has a little bit more of that. You know, you go to like the Bette Midler version from uh, mm -hmm. Hocus Pocus and right. like that's got more of like a show tune edge. You go to like like, like, you know, Marilyn Manson, who is long dead. Um, and like, you know, his version is also like very eerie and things like that. But you got like, you listen to this and it really just like sounds like they're having fun and like goofing off a little bit. Right. Yeah. Uh, like you said, destroying a song. That's a perfect way to describe yeah. it. Like uh, the other quote um, from the thing was, uh, you know, Freed uh, this is somewhat, suggested a gimmick to capitalize on the demented sound of the song. Hawkins wore a long cape, appeared on stage by rising out of a coffin in the midst of smoke and fog. The act was a sensation, and he later bolstered uh, wearing tusks in his nose, yeah. uh, onstage snakes and fireworks, a cigarette-smoking skull named Henry, and he transformed himself into, quote, the Black Vincent Price. And so this, this, he was considered like the first shock rocker based on like yeah, the that, hit of this song. That's kind of like the things that I've heard is like people like, people like Alice Cooper really drew from mm. him and um, who's the other guy, Tiny Tim. Those are like the two yeah. real like godfathers of sort of what, what we now call shock rock just because like they're so dramatic mm -hmm. and theatrical and like, this song came out what early sixties or so? Nineteen fifty-six, I believe. Okay, so, so mid fifty. So you you have to think something like that is even more shocking. That I was going to say it's shocking for nineteen sixty, but they had they had a sense of the grunts at the end of the song, like the, oh. ooh, ooh, ooh. So, you know they had to, sure. they couldn't play those on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's also one of those things where. Uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins, I heard, uh, I only heard this in an interview, so who knows if it's really true, but he also mm -hmm. allegedly had sex with like 30 people a day at one point <laughs> in his career. That's what he claimed and like really kind of cemented that rock and roll lifestyle. 
Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do the math on that. I like, I mean, that that's a, uh, that's a number. That's, that's quite a number. <laughs> it's, it, it's very, very high. Or, or if it wasn't 30 people, it was 30 times, which is still a lot. <laughs> I was going to, yeah. You know, I, I don't think the people was the thing. I think 30 was the thing that took me for a shock. I'm like, those are Will Chamberlain numbers there, man. That's uh, but you know, who I mean, can prove him wrong? Prove him wrong, ex- you know? Exactly. You know, you gotta, he could, he could be like Gene Simmons where he has uh, like a book with everyone's photo in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and this like, this song, you know, like you mentioned Nina Simone, right? There's tons of covers. You mentioned yeah. all this stuff. It's sampled a lot in a lot of um, like hip hop songs too. Yeah. There's um, a Biggie song all, that has it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And like just all around, you know, great song. And this was my, this is my witch song of my playlist you know <laughs> like putting a spell uh my i'll name check a few so i had uh witchcraft by frank sinatra was another nominee ah. uh classic uh witchy woman by the eagles that's uh was elaine was trying to make that her song with her boyfriend on uh seinfeld <laughs> but uh again i'm refer- I, all my references are 30 years old but <laughs> hey seinfeld uh, it's on netflix now it's it's okay, new again. maybe the kids will watch it but the boyfriend he can only he was only in love with desperado by the eagles he couldn't take another eagle song <laughs> um uh santeria by sublime i guess that's a little witchcrafty okay. and uh season it. of the witch by donovan which is really strong candidate probably probably up there in like the uh periphery of great halloween songs it was well too i heard that on the radio as i was driving into the office the other day like october 1st and i'm like oh got me right in the mood for this podcast so i season the witch by donovan i'm i guess i'm I'm name checking everybody else making sure we get all the halloween songs we possibly can you could have also said uh fleetwood mac because i feel like every girl that describes herself as a witchy woman just thinks she's stevie nicks (laughs) stevie nicks exactly yeah (laughs) any stevie nicks song yep exactly um well, do you have any specific memories tied to I Put a Spell on You? or um, Not specific memories, I'd say, but just like, I, I mean, I, it's something where it, it took me, um, took me like a while to get this onto the list, unfortunately. I, I like had a, this Halloween list growing over a few years, and then like maybe it was like a year or two ago, I'm like, I don't have the Screaming Jay Hawkins. <laughs> like, I just, how, how did this come up and not get on here? I'm a, I'm a fool. And I had to like, put that on immediately and it's like wow this is a new addition to my list but it's also the best song so you know yeah (laughs) um yeah and it it's just like one of those songs that's like up there with like the likes of uh, with like a song like the monster mash where exactly you know it's just like a hit you're gonna hear it a thousand times over the course of this month it's and it's great Monster Mash did not make our lists but again thank you for name checking (laughs) another one that was exactly on the list of 70 um, well, let's keep on rolling along into my first song, which I went a little tongue-in-cheek to start. Mm-hmm. I did Be Afraid by Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. Stay 
wings And I don't think you even see her in yourself She looks to you for what to do with all her delicate dreams But you're too terrified to be of any help which has been like one of my most played songs of the past year. But I went with this just because I think it's not a, a Halloween specific song, but I think having the f- phrase, be afraid, be very afraid, it is <laughs> something very like in the mood. And even though it's this big anthemic, you know, like Heartland rock chorus, you know, you kind of, it kind of like gets you in the mood to be like, you know, Jason Isbell's kind of like a country music vampire. <laughs> I've not heard that description. That's awesome. Uh, so you were talking about like, you know, memories of this music. I got into Jason Isbell uh, through a podcast called James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, where you put it on your best of year end list. And was it this song too? I think it was this song. It yeah. probably was. <laughs> um, no, I, I love Jason Isbell so much. And I saw Jason Isbell maybe like two weeks ago. Um mm-hmm. So it's like one of those things where like he's fresh in my mind. He's also like one of those artists that like I feel like I'm getting older because like I go to the show and I'm like, oh, there's all people that are like, excuse me, older than me at the gig, you know. So, but oh, that, hey, I'm older than you. I'd be at that gig. Yeah. As, <laughs> as I heard like whatever your 45 one minute clip of it. And I was like, all right, I'm getting all these albums that sounds like my type of music. And they do, <laughs> as I was mentioning before, they play. They've been playing a Jason Isbell cover of a Metallica song. Oh, uh, yeah, he does that, that uh, Sad But True. Uh, yeah, take. exactly. Yeah, he's he's very fun. And, you know, I, I think that having that, to, I kind of, I did a little bit of, like, different things in my approach, but where I was trying to, like, you know, get a little bit of a flow going, but I was also, like, I think this is good to, like, start because also, like, you know, the way I'm thinking about it is like, if I'm making a Halloween playlist, if I'm like throwing a Halloween party, this is like, as I'm getting set up, like finishing setting up, people coming in the door. Yeah, it's a battle sort of cry thing. song. It's your ready to, exactly. you're ready to be afraid, but party and, you know, I'm ready, tell everyone I'm, to leave me alone. <laughs> I'm ready to host this party where everyone is afraid. <laughs> exactly. And um, on in the uh, i'm getting i'm quoting from wikipedia here uh it says there's ghosts all over the record that's why it's called reunions uh because Ah. that's what a ghost is reuniting with somebody long enough for them to tell you what you missed the first time around ghosts are scary that's halloween i'm (laughs) this is not a stretch this i'm i'm counting this in it's it's added to my list you know there there are a lot of sad death songs on that but not not like uh you know but it's funny when I mentioned that Jason Isbell is like a country music vampire. Part of that was also a reference because he does have a song called If We Were Vampires. And it's this very beautiful like ballad about, you know, cherishing your time, you know, with your significant other, but also like haunting in that sort of Halloween-y. Like if I was getting married on Halloween, that would be my first dance song. <laughs> if I, That's a, a good Halloween first dance. I got married October 24th. We were so close to Halloween, oh, but uh, not quite. So. Did you did you do a costume themed wedding? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> did you have anything Halloweeny about it or No, no. We went to uh Mexico for our uh honeymoon and they we were there for the Day of the Dead though. So that was uh that was oh, a fun uh, cool. part of it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Getting all those sugar skulls and whatnot. So <laughs> 
Well, anyway, let's keep on rolling along into your next pick, which was Werewolves of London by Warren Zevin. I believe <laughs> I should I should know that because I do love his music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I mean this one I, I mentioned before the show. Love this or hate this song, you have heard this song three thousand times. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, ubiquitous at this time of the year. It's a classic. It, it's and it's one of those songs that like it's kind of goofy, but like if you just step out and like ignore like the silliness of the song it's actually just a great song as well too yeah you know it's it, it gets played year round yeah it, it, you're right yeah it doesn't get played just on halloween yeah, yeah. and well like like you said it's like one of those things where like even though people might play it a few more times throughout the month of october like uh, my fondest memories of listening to this song were like you know in the summertime on vacation <laughs> you know like going to the beach just because you know it's drinking got a pina that... colada at trader vicks you know it's, exactly uh... it's got that fun like romp to it you know yeah. and also kid rock sampled it in the leonard skinner ripoff song uh which like not a fan of that but like you know it exists yeah, uh, it's kind of confusing because i was like looking into the song more yeah it is mixed with sweet home alabama but the piano part, it's the same chord progression yeah, I don't know, it's yeah. Just, kid rock just just made it confusing to put it lightly, <laughs> you know? he uh, was like these all kind of sound the same mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah yeah i love like the references in this song like I, I, I just love how oddly specific it is, like getting beef chow mein. You could have said he went out for Chinese food. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> And he didn't go out for, like, to any Chinese. He went to Li Ho Fuchs, a real Chinese restaurant in London, <laughs> uh, to get beef chow mein. It wasn't, it wasn't just uh, it's the specifics of the song, like, you know, like, they name a few places in London, like Soho, Kent, and Mayfair. Like, there's just, it's so oddly specific. It just makes me laugh every time I hear it, you know? And that's kind of like, the funny thing about Halloween, it's just like I was mentioning before of like that kind of, you know, you go to a grocery store and see goofy things. It's yeah. kind of like, it's, it's just, the song just makes me laugh and just like, just he pauses after saying his hair was perfect and then launches into the chorus again. <laughs> it's just hilarious. It's, I love it, you know? It's kind of that over the top, like cartoonish Halloween sort of feeling, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, there there's two ways you could do Halloween. You could do it like dead serious horror movies, you know, grisly, or you could do it this kind of like fun, like, 
Nickelodeon-ish version, yes. I guess to say. You know, where, like, yeah. Yeah, Scooby-Doo, where you have all like the scary, the scary stuff, but then you're like, okay, we're gonna have fun with it. And yeah, mm-hmm. then that's where you get things like the monster mash and stuff like that. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, and like this really just kind of leans into that. And pulling this up, it says that it was kind of written in 15 minutes as like uh, hey, we're watching horror movies, let's uh let's bang out a song. Yeah, it was actually intended to be like a dance hit, like, um, yeah. I guess, uh, kind of like, a, I don't know, The Twist or Walk Like an Egyptian or something like that. But uh, it's not a song I can really dance to. I, I feel like, it's, like you mentioned <laughs> it in summer, it's like a strutting song. You walk down the street and you strut yeah, to it. Yeah, a little but, bit. Uh, you know, you drive. I could hit the dance floor to this song, you know? I guess you could like you could make like a werewolf playing the piano, <laughs> which if if this was, uh, even though we can see each other, the people listening can't, I would like try it if they could see us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I could kind of picture, I could picture like a, like a Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf right. doing like sort of a dance to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the other notes I had, um, it, it's Fleetwood Mac on the rhythm section on the bass and the oh, uh, drums. Cool. And they said like, even though they wrote the song in 15 minutes, like the song ate up most of the budget for the record. Cause they can't get it. They couldn't get it right for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. They um, wrote it very fast, recorded it over a very long stretch of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it was done live a few times before it was on. Like, I think Zevon didn't want to record it for himself. Like, like, again, it was like a joke song. Right. Uh, Jackson Brown had done it. And, um, you know, where uh, I guess you stay away from him. Uh, he'll rip your lungs out, Jim. I like to meet his tailors. A reference to James Taylor. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> he, uh, he's got to get a, you know, just make, he's making jokes. Mm-hmm, <laughs> he's got puns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jackson Brown said this song was about a London gigolo. Now we mentioned about like, uh, something I wanted to mention before we moved on from uh, Jason Isbell, and I forgot. And then we just, like uh, anyone listening to this, we are taking a very surface level view of these. Half these Halloween songs are metaphors for relationships and, and stuff like that. <laughs> but I'm going to say if like if someone goes, I'm a zombie, I'm not going to pretend like, oh, they're dead inside. No, they're actually saying they're a zombie and they need to eat brain. So we're going to take <laughs> a very surface level. Literal. <laughs> Yes, exactly. This is not about a you know someone who's having troubles in London. No, no, no. This is an actual werewolf of London. <laughs> a literal, literal so, werewolf. Well, what, yes, I'm taking funny. every song very literally. The song also always makes me think of uh, the movie uh, "An American Werewolf in London." Um, the first time this weekend, it was great. <laughs> you saw, you just saw it for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's what? great. It, it's like it's horror and a comedy and like mm-hmm. everything in between. Well, it's I, I thought it had a real nice like that '80s charm of like these two guys are just putzing around. They already yeah. know each other, and like we just you just go right into this action. They're just goofing around and they get into trouble. Uh, and I love the puppy jackets in it. Who doesn't love a good puppy jacket movie? <laughs> so. Exactly. And the and the practical effects, puppy jackets. Goofing around with your friend, practical effects in that order makes a great movie. <laughs> oh, definitely. It's got it has that real like classic horror charm to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could tell it was done with a passion. Unfortunately, like you know, John Landis ended up you know uh, killing some people <laughs> in the Twilight Zone movie. But oh. 
I I thought there was. I do know that story. I thought there was yeah. about to be a story I did not know, and I was like, oh, oh no 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 no. Well, he, I mean, yeah. he did the thriller, which will name check thriller. Okay, we we mentioned that song, the biggest <laughs> Halloween song ever. Uh, you know, he did the music video for Thriller, so he definitely had like that horror love, and and uh, you know, just uh, it's a little little not great uh, middle of his career there. So. Yeah. Big big mishap on the Twilight Zone movie. <laughs> I do love the Twilight Zone movie though. I overall like I do. The, uh, Joe fun. Dante section is fantastic in that movie. I can't. Which one's the Joe Dante so, section? Uh, there, there's four sections of that movie. Um, one first one's by John Landis. That's infamous. You can you guys listening to it could Google it, but he killed some actors. Um, yeah. Number two was Steven Spielberg, and it was Spielberg just you know that was the shucks the can it's like one, a, right. Yeah. It's like a throwback, like old people become young again um then the third section is directed by joe dante of gremlin spain and it's about like this kid anthony who can control that's like the world around him and then the fourth one is directed by george miller of mad max spain and it's uh terror at twenty thousand feet with john lithgow playing the main character that's also amazing too so it's four movies and two of them are amazing so i recommend (laughs) watching the twilight zone movie from the 80s the 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 latter half (laughs) um awesome well let's keep on yeah <laughs> Let's keep on rolling along into hold my on, next hold on. pick. I got was... I gotta check the other werewolf songs. Okay, go, we got say the other like werewolf. The Hungry like the wolf. Uh Werewolf Heart by Dead Man's Bones. Those are coming up. Um Howling for You, Black Keys. And we'll say uh, anything by Wolf Parade. All right, moving along. <laughs> Well, let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which was Vampires Will Never Hurt You by My Chemical Romance. which is the only song that I included from the last episode, um, the 2019 Halloween episode, which I'm trying to remember if at that I think what had happened was at that point, My Chemical Romance had announced that they were coming back and I was really excited. And then they did one show and now uh, they've been supposed to tour for two years. and they will next summer. <laughs> but so I've been very excited. But I I always think of My Chemical Romance as a Halloween band because they are very theatrical, very over the top. Um, 
And I think that this is the song of theirs that is probably the most directly Halloween-y um, because their other songs are dark and like gothic and stuff. But this one literally sings about the vampires <laughs> and it sings about all the classic vampire <laughs> things like going to church or will you spike my heart? And it's kind of a love song, but not really. You just take your heart, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like, a, you know, party song i always like love the line we'll shoot back holy water like cheap whiskey you know and and, like i i like the fact that like it kind of has that sort of it has sort of that jerky feeling that old school horror movies do where it might be very slow for a long stretch and then it's just madness for like five minutes and then it's slow again (laughs) so like you get these sort of like mellow verses and then like a pre-chorus where he's just like freaking out and screaming yeah uh i mean that's a really good way to describe it and the, the the what i saw is the cover of it like so this is mcr's first single right yes um at least that's what the internet told me. I don't, we talked, you picked uh, My Chemical Romance last time we talked too. I, I don't know too much oh, about that, but I, forgot. I loved the single. No, it was great that you did their uh, All Along the Watchtower cover, right, I believe, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Um, they, their single cover for this has Trick or Treaters. It's a shot from Halloween 3, the movie. Oh, I didn't and know that that's where that's from. Uh, that's a movie. Yeah, it's from uh, Halloween 3, which has no Michael Myers. Right. Because um, Halloween is supposed to be like one. an anthology of... Yes, uh, Season of the Witch, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, I, don't re- I don't recall off the back, but yeah, it was supposed to be like, you know, an anthology series where different things happened on Halloween night. Uh, and then they went back to Mike Myers, you know, and <laughs> Michael Myers... They, they realized... <laughs> Mike Myers played Michael Myers. Um, no, yeah, they exactly. they went back. Yeah, they real they realized that Michael Myers uh, made the money. But like, mm-hmm. I do I do like the idea of it as an anthology series, and I kind of wish they'd kept in that tradition because I feel like there could have been you know like fifty Halloween movies by now yeah. that like are all kind of different and varying levels of good. Yeah, but I think when Freddy and Jason took off, you needed like a star of your franchise. Exactly. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. They could bring um, it back now as like Halloween Presents. But, uh, what were you saying about MCR? <laughs> what, what the heck was I saying? I was saying about, uh, you know, Michael Myers and uh, Halloween. Oh, yes. so about this song, um, you know, again, I don't know much about MCR. Uh, you know, I, I didn't dislike the song. Uh, it's apparently... Uh, uh, Gerard's Way's favorite song to play. Um, oh, I didn't know that. That's what they say. But I, you know, like you had mentioned before, like all the vampire lore, uh, like, you know, but there's also backmasking in this song as well, too. Yes. Which is, throws back those to good like, old satanic messages. Literally what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I always liked uh, in Weird Al's Everything You Know Is Wrong, is there's also a backmasked satanic message in that as well, too. Is that um, the one where he's like, you might ruin your needle? Uh, I think he, he said something like, if you listen to this, you have too much time on your hands or something. Like that. Ah. <laughs> um, it reminds, but like of, of like the, these kind of vampires, uh, it reminds me to get into comic books, which I was talking about before is uh, one of my favorite comics creature. Cassidy's this Irish vampire. Who's just like, just a jerk. 
And there's this great story where he meets these Anne Rice-esque vampires. <laughs> that, and they're, they're like, oh, you must make us children of the night and stuff like that. And he ends up peeing all over them and setting their uh, their house on fire. So it's nice <laughs> to, uh, I don't know. Uh, as a Have. president, it's not like a twilight vampire no it, it is a, a fun uh just drunken irish vampire it's a good uh, good playing with the lore there um like they, they're talking about getting out of the sun which vampire or not that's definitely something i can totally relate to oh I, yeah <laughs> I'm, i need tons of creams i love the beach but only like i love the beach in the winter where it's nice and quiet and peaceful you know, like, uh, like we're, being we're a- both of Irish American descent. Well, you know? We're yeah. well, well, acquainted, uh, well acquainted with, uh, sunblock. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're saying like, uh, like I hate being out in the sun, I'm like, I hear your way. I hear you. <laughs> Gerard, you know, this, uh, <laughs> um, awesome but yeah and i mean it's so funny there's so many vampire songs and like mm-hmm. going with the classic vampire lore mcr a different song i almost chose is they the last song on their last album is called vampire money and it's mm-hmm. all about um the twilight franchise and like all the bands that were doing songs for that and just making tons of money and they were asked a bunch of times because uh stephanie meyer apparently is a big mcr fan and they were like no fuck this we hate twilight <laughs> and we're like yeah we're gonna write a song making fun of everyone that's just like getting money off of this and i respect mm-hmm. that also <laughs> i respect that but i would have taken twilight money in a heartbeat I oh would i would have too <laughs> Um, uh, I, you know, this, this, uh, this vampire in this song is asking a lot of questions. I noticed too, he's a, a, like, you know, like, get me to the doctor, you know, can you stake my heart? Like, can vampires, like, they can they commit, commit suicide? I thought they could, like, they could just like, you know, go out into the sun and, you know, burn up if I they guess, wanted to. I think, I think it depends on what type of uh, vampire it is mm-hmm. or, you know, what, to, who's telling the story. I guess, I guess they could just go out in the sun, but I wonder if it's kind of like, you, you know how it's like hard to like drown yourself? It's the worst way to die. Your instincts would kick in and you'd look for shit. Right. I wonder mm-hmm. if it's the same for vampires. <laughs> well, that's yeah, something only, uh, my chemical romance could answer i i guess exactly um but anyway uh i guess we'll get to it when when we get there but i think that you have another vampire song so my oh i do okay yeah, I so... other vampire songs <laughs> well so uh, we'll we'll wait and hold off a little bit on okay. other vampire songs but let's go to your next pick which is the mummy by benji hughes they said the Frankenstein was not a band Could you get Dracula, whatever you do Don't get the mummy Don't get the mummy when the mummy gets drunk He unravels Don't get the mummy when the mummy gets drunk He unravels Don't get the mummy when the mummy gets drunk He unravels Don't get the mummy I'm in the baby, it's my favorite band I got the DVD, I watch it I'm more alternative than suicide. 
Yeah. Um, Which I don't know if I'd ever heard this before, even though it sounded familiar. You know, so I stumbled into Benji U's, um, you know, uh, a little after college. Uh, Chuck Klosterman Chuck actually, uh, like, like mentioned him on, like, a Twitter post saying, like, oh, I was a musician he was listening to. And Chuck Klosterman also has a quote about, like, how, like, you stop listening to new music two years after college, which is, you know, definitely, I feel true. <laughs> like, all, like I said, all my references, I'm like, oh, you know, like, 2010, that's, you know, that band's new. I'm like, oh, no, that band is 10 years old and it's been broken up for three years, you know. Uh, so that's how I stumbled into Benji Hughes. And I put this, there's not a lot of songs about the mummy. Um, no. But I kind of put this as a little, like, a new chill version of the Monster Mash, you know? It's yeah. got... It mentions Frankenstein. It mentions Dracula. It also mentions like the Eagles and Pavement. Uh, you know, it mentions other bands. Um, and I just like that. You know, don't get the mummy drunk. If mummy gets drunk, he unravels. Again, probably a metaphor, but as a surface level reading, yeah, you wouldn't want to get a mummy drunk. You you know, fall <laughs> apart. You know. Um, well, it's also like it, I. What I really loved about this song is like that delivery of it because he's like slurring his speech and like he sounds like a mummy, but he also sounds like a drunk. Mm -hmm. uh, so like he kind of like does them both there, and like I really loved like the pacing of this because I'm like, oh yeah, this is like mellow and relaxed, but like you know, sounds like like someone that's like not like is a problem drunk, but is just like drunk. <laughs> Like yeah. your friend that you're like, you better go to bed. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great point. Cause I'm thinking of that. One of my favorite lines of this song is like Eagles tickets, front row, Joe Walsh, baby. <laughs> like, <that sounds, laughs> like something a drunk would get really excited about. We're going to see the Eagles. Like, okay. Joe Walsh. I'm like, All right, cool. <laughs> a line like I'm more alternative than suicide girls is like something mm -hmm. that I would, it, that whole like second <laughs> verse is kind of like things that I would say after a few beers <laughs> yeah. so it's good for a halloween party again we've mentioned the monster mash um you know before it's like that when you've heard of death and i love all 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 the monsters referencing the monster mash you know dracula and his son igor and uh the bang hounds and all that but this is just like if you're looking for a nice alternative to that i like i love a good song that gives me bang for my buck with like i got a minute and a half i got you know, a whole bunch of monsters in it you know, it's in and out. Great song. <laughs> I guess I, I also should have paid more attention to the lyrics in that second part, because this does like, just kind of like, you know, it's very easy to get lost in it, but I didn't realize how like recent this was because it kind of sounds like it could be like a seventies rock song. Mm. Yeah. I think it's 2008 or 2009 yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait which did not realize so i'm definitely gonna great <laughs> i'd probably dive into benji hughes if he was from the 70s but now i definitely will knowing that he's more modern which might make me ageist i don't know well he i think he like i was trying to look like whatever happened to this guy and apparently like this one album he put out he's like redone three or four times i'm like i couldn't follow exactly what was going on in his career so he's He's like a Walt Whitman, just republishing mm -hmm. the same album over and over again. <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, a good reference there. Um, the uh, the so that's I, I I put this song on here as like my as my mummy song, but also my monster mash ish song. Right. Uh, the other one, which again I don't think I could have I like 
could have said more than tons of people have already said about was uh, the Kanye West monster. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Which, which is a classic. Put, put a pussy in the sarcophagus. Now mm-hmm. she say I bruised her esophagus. Right. Yeah. You didn't even need notes. You knew all the lines. I loved, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's like, yeah, they reference the mummy there. Uh, Jay-Z throws in Sasquatch, Godzilla, King Kong, and Loch Ness. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, that's. Uh, and Nicki Minaj, you know, she's talking about eating brains, but she references Chucky, who doesn't get a lot as many shout outs as he should. No, so, he uh, doesn't. Now that it, it's yeah. it's hard to write like a good song about like a living doll, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's uh, and as well as a basketball fan, he mentions triple double no assists, which is only done by two NBA players, Sean Bradley and Hassan Whiteside, which are not household names. Uh, no, so I, I have not sure why that's an impressive uh, uh, list, but that's totally beside the point. That's uh, that's my monster-ish song. So mummy, as well as referencing a whole bunch of monsters. So yeah, it's fu- it, it's funny that you mentioned monster kind of in relation to this, just because I end up thinking about um, like Kanye has is it Kanye? No, it's Jay Z in uh, the song Paris. He has mm-hmm. that like I'm Michael to go Michael, and I <laughs> yes. think on the Genius page they're like, does he mean Michael Myers, Michael Jordan? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, and then he's like Tyson Jordan games, like all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I think uh, Jay Z and Kanye are big uh, horror fans <laughs> to some extent. Well. That, that reminds me of another basketball horror crossover <laughs> is uh, in Hot in Here with Nelly, Hot in Her, uh, he goes, I'm just kidding like Jason. And my friend who has no idea about basketball, because Jason Kidd is who's right. referencing there, thought it was Jason the killer. I'm like, why, like, why would Jason be kidding around? It makes no sense. Like, yeah, I never knew that. It, I never knew why that made sense. Like, yeah, no, it's a reference to, you know, Jason Kidd, the basketball player. If if you ever watch the music video for the song, I Don't Want to Be an Asshole Anymore by the Menzingers, <laughs> that has Jason uh, going around, uh, I'd say kidding around. <laughs> uh, you know, he's like trying to be a better person, which is funny. Um. But anyway, let's keep on rolling along into my next pick. By the way, very impressed that you just knew random lines. Like, I didn't tell you I was going to talk about all these other songs. You're like, oh, I know. (laughs) This is is my life's work. That's true. It's a blessing and a curse, but thank you. Um, But anyway, let's roll on into my next pick, which is Boris the Spider by The Who. Teddy very small. Now he's up above my head Hanging by a little thread Boris the Spider the Spider Now he's dropped up to the floor Heading for the bedroom door Maybe he's as scared as me Which I is a song I used to really dislike, 
uh, okay. when I first heard it as a kid. But it's grown on me a lot and kind of in the sense that, you know, I've mentioned that sort of cartoonish uh, sort of horror. This sort of has that where, like, you know, it, it, it's funny that you mentioned, like, the Halloween decorations you see at the supermarket every year because <laughs> I always think of Boris the Spider as, like, a cartoonishly, like, large spider that you would pick mm-hmm. up at, like, Stop and Shop. Um, you know, and like that whole, like everything about this is really kind of like a kid's song, even though it gets into this sort of like nitty gritty horror of like actually (laughs) killing a spider, which, um, is a feeling that I've never really related to, but I mean, I've, I've dated plenty of people that have been like, you need to kill the spider right now. (laughs) Yeah. It does kind of sound like this twisted version of Frosty the snowman. Uh, yeah. or uh like rocky raccoon or something like that yeah it's, yeah uh, no i'm uh my well first of all you you had mentioned because i was just listening to the most recent episode of the time of recording this i think was you were talking about songs that made you feel old and stuff like yes. that uh is uh you talked about how the who was the first concert you went to right yes and uh the guy was asking you if it influenced your musical taste and i know you're the who have a lot of concept albums and I know you're a Green Day fan who have a lot of concept <laughs> albums. And as we get later in this list, the next song, as well as one or two other songs, are also from concept albums. So I really <laughs> do think you were greatly influenced by The Who. <laughs> That's Well, it's funny. I, f- I feel like in that episode I said no, right? because (laughs) yeah i think so yeah but like it's the more i like go back to the who and stuff and i went on a bit of a kick more recently because that episode was recorded a while ago like maybe Mm -hmm. a month or two ago i was on a kick of really listening to the who and they have so much stuff that's very like you know i'm a punk rock guy through and through Mm -hmm. so they have a lot of a lot of their early stuff is very punk rock um i think bob o'reilly with that teenage wasteland sort of feel is very, you know, it really kind of amounts to a lot of the stuff that I listen to. Um, I also think that something like this really kind of ties into a lot of the stuff that I listen to in the sense that it's dark, but not necessarily abrasively. So. Right. I think, Um, you know, where like, you know, you've got John Entwistle doing those big, like, Boris the spot like you know is like a form if you go on the Wikipedia page for like screaming like musical (laughs) screaming this is one of the things they list as like an early example of the death growl yeah yeah so like yeah I guess I guess there is so apologies to Alex if (laughs) I did say that it doesn't because the more I think about it it does but yeah um and I know this song, I was introduced to this song through, have you ever watched the TV show Freaks and Geeks? Yes. Uh, yeah. So this is a great episode where they're ta- going to a Who concert and this nerdy girl, Millie, like her dog gets hit by a car and she breaks bad. She's like, life is, you know, terrible. And now she's like, I'm going to go like drink beer at a Who concert and stuff like that. And there's <laughs> Boris the Spider is uh, playing at one scene in that episode. I always liked episodes of TV shows where like the nerdy person breaks bad a little Right. Uh, you know, and drinks uh, beer to Boris the Spider. What? And drinks beer to Boris the Spider. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was thinking of like the Simpsons episode where Lisa, like they go to a shore house and Lisa becomes a cool kid. I don't know. I guess it's maybe just like wish fulfillment on my end of just like, yeah, I'm not so <laughs> to do that right now. I'm just a nerd. 
you know is it uh, there's there's like a classic powerpuff girls where i think it's mm-hmm. bubbles is like i'm gonna be hardcore <laughs> yes. did she did she uh did she dye her hair black or anything in that episode is that like i don't uh, remember it's a classic staple of those kind of episodes you gotta go goth Mm -hmm. uh there's a great episode halloween episode of freaks and geeks too that's kind of encapsulates what i love about halloween just like feeling a little too old to trick or treat and like you know putting a lot of time into your uh costume and stuff like that and nobody's really getting it (laughs) oh uh, that's i've i've had that so many times Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and I feel like there's there's a moment that we're go- there's a moment coming up that I I have a story related to that I forget yeah. where now but yeah I think like like you said there's like so many sort of like classic Halloween tropes where like you know it's funny I end up thinking about a lot of my like younger years watching a lot of like the the kids staple cartoons you know the you know with like the spongebob episode i remember nickelodeon had great halloween episodes and then like i got older and i still really like halloween episodes i love (laughs) i always go back to uh the one did you ever watch louie uh, is that a cartoon? Uh, no, uh, it, it was Louis C.K.'s show. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure what you exactly were referencing because you were talking about Nickelodeon. Like, yeah, I realized I it was. A... I have watched Louis. Yes, yeah. You know the Halloween episode of Louis? Uh, vaguely, I haven't seen it's, it. It's very like I haven't watched it in forever, but it's mm-hmm. like it sticks with me. And like even like what you know, even after everything with Louis, I still tell people I'm like, this was the wildest thing I ever fucking watched, just because mm-hmm. like it's so unlike everything else that he's done, where it's like actually very terrifying. Like I was very scared watching it. I, think I remember this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like I, I'm sure it's somewhere online. I, you know if you can watch it without giving Louie money <laughs> that's uh <laughs> yeah. that's usually the way to do it but it's uh it's it freaks me out uh i i'd say too about like watching halloween shows again i'm a huge simpsons fan but i haven't watched actual simpsons in years but every you'll still tune in for those halloween uh the the house of heart yeah exactly like even every year i'm like oh, let's just let's just see what they're up to you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> I didn't realize they still made those. Oh uh, yeah, they, they every year. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. still cranking them out. That's good. Um, this is also another tying back to I put a spell on you. Our first song. This is another drunk written drunk song. He wrote it with. Uh, oh, I did not know that. With Bill Wyman when it was the Rolling Stones, they got drunk together uh-huh. and wrote the song. So, and uh, he became it became such a staple of him. He wore a spider shaped brooch on tour or uh, when he was performing. <laughs> It was uh, so identified with uh, and whistle. So that's so funny. I re- always remember um, the thing that I always think about whenever I hear this, and I do think there was one point in time that I tried to learn how to play this on guitar. But mm-hmm. I remember like my uncle gave me a like bootleg of a Who show from the sixties like on DVD and I was watching it and right before they did this, they were like, yeah, this next song has very weird chords. <laughs> I think I like, saw like something similar to that. Yeah. I watched like a live video of it and they're just kind of like, all right, the bassist is doing this one now. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> here's John Ed Whistle. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, And I, I mean, John Ed Whistle is one of my favorite bassists of all mm-hmm. time. 
yeah. incredibly underrated. <laughs> yeah. Um, then, oh. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, you know, spiders, it's an underrated part of Halloween. There's not like a ton of spider scary movies like Arachnophobia, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man, I remember, was like introduced. He was supposed to be kind of scary. Like, uh, like that was his intention. Like Steve Ditko, the guy who drew, wrote or he drew Spider-Man and kind of was big in creating him. Uh, he, he became the influence for Rorschach in um, Watchmen because this guy was they do have kind of a similar look yeah Yeah. so like he like wanted spider-man to be dark and stan lee kind of just gave him all the jokes and made him a lovable character (laughs) made him a teenager but but there is like parts in those early issues where like spider-man is going through like college campuses and just like knocking over protesters like protesting is not the way to get things done and stuff like that like just so uh that that just i don't know just talking about spider-man a little and I didn't have any spider songs on my list. The closest I got was Spiderwebs by No Doubt. A uh, bit of a stretch, but, you know, yeah. I'm just, it was on it, the list regardless. It's hard to do, you know, I was thinking, like, the spiders from Mars by David Bowie kind of works, but, like, not totally, mm-hmm. you know. it Not not a lot of big songs about spiders. People use spider <laughs> imagery a little bit, but... Yeah, webs Maybe Rob stuff, Zombie but... has one. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. let's... Keep on rolling along into your next pick, which was I Want Candy by Bow Wow Wow. I mean, this is a, you know, the, unlike I Put a Spell on You, I took the cover. I feel like the cover is more famous than the original in this case. Um, uh, the original, uh, I forget who, I don't have it who the original was by, um, but. The uh, Strange Loves. The Strange Loves, right. And it did have that same Bo Diddley beat, which yeah. just makes it super infectious. And, um, you know, it was. Uh, uh, you know, it's about candy. Halloween's about yeah. candy. We buried the subject. I don't know how long we've been taking it, talking about it so far, but you can't have Halloween. You can have the scares and the blood and the gore and the spiders, but you know, it's about the candy. Exactly. It's what kind of makes me laugh is the fact that I didn't realize that this is a cover. This is the cover version mm-hmm. because I always think of the original cover, not the original, the more, I guess it's more recent, but the cover version by Aaron Carter in the nineties, because like that was big when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I was like, Oh, Aaron Carter, who was like maybe like three years older than me at the time. (laughs) And I was like, Oh yeah, this Aaron Carter song, I want candy. Mm -hmm. Um, Which now 
might be a different type of candy for Aaron Carter, but like, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's that classic sort of fun sort of, you know, like you said, there's a lot of songs that might be innuendos uh, and this this very well could be, but it also kind of, it has that childlike, you know, schoolyard chant to it. The I want candy. Yeah. Oh no, this is, this is a lot of innuendos. Uh, It's, a lot cleaner than what they were actually saying. Like candy, my, it makes my mouth water. You know, candy wrapped in a sweater. Oh, come on, no, no, it's. We know. I, what you're I don't know about. what they're referring. I don't know. What. <laughs> I'm a pure Christian boy. <laughs> All right, enjoy your candy. So, what was your favorite candy to get trick or treating? Um, I always, you know, I always end up thinking I liked when there were like weird candies that we would get like you know you obviously want to go to places that have like the big candy bars but it was always kind of interesting if you could get something even if it wasn't necessarily candy but like a candy apple or something Mm -hmm. that just like you realize that it was different from what you were getting everywhere else because now everyone just buys the big bags of candy Right. No, I, I, I'm a little surprised, but I absolutely agree with you. I always loved even not getting candy. You know, I loved getting yeah. like, like loose, like I would go trick or treating along like the main street of my town where like there were businesses, like, you know, comic book stores, like grocery stores, yeah. sports card stores and stuff like that. So I'd love like coming back with like candy, but also like, you know, change and weird little like race cars or like trading cards or comic books and stuff like that. And you just look at the spread and you're like, Man, look you're at like, all the oh, stuff I got, you know? Oh, yeah. One of the ones I, I also like yeah. to think of is, th- I can only remember this from one Halloween, was when I was trick-or-treating. There was one house that were giving out, like, co- like the they were like Kool-Aid, but they were in Capri Sun pouches. Okay. So they were, like, giving those out, and they were giving out, like, the lemonade flavor that I didn't like, but I was, like, so dehydrated and, like, tired, and I needed, like, something to drink, and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is incredible, (laughs) which, like, not, I wouldn't recommend giving out liquids to kids on Halloween, but, like, (laughs) that moment, it was what I needed. Uh, Did you, do you have uh, siblings that you trick-or-treated with, or... Uh, um, one younger brother, yeah. Okay, I yeah, I had a younger brother and my uh, one year older cousin, and we came back. We just dump everything and kind of did like a trade, like, all right, I yeah. you want this, I, like, and it was just kind of like it felt like we were like stock traders, just like making shit. Yeah, like, or you're like, and you're also being like, I don't like this, but I know you do. Exactly. <laughs> or, yeah. Where you try yeah. to pawn off the things that nobody <laughs> likes. <laughs> uh yeah i kind of i kind of like some of those things like smarties that everyone hated you know yeah. i'm like i was a sucker for you know buy low sell high type i never things. liked what was it i think like milk duds, not milk duds i love milk duds uh like whoppers wasn't oh, yeah, whoppers. Those were the, the, <laughs> i think they're similar boxes you know one's like tan and one's yellow yeah and, you know, so uh did you have like um a sad last trick-or-treating like um experience no no just just because like i can't think of it i'm sure i guess what i end up thinking about not necessarily as a trick-or-treating experience but a sort of last halloween experience was when i was in high school and i don't remember which grade i was in but it was like it was like 
the October that there was like a freak snowstorm in New York. I remember like, that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like school was, was closed and I was like 10 years ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I went to my friend's house and like, you know, the power was out and we didn't do anything. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> um, Cause like, even as we were older, we would like, you know, not necessarily like trick or treating, but we, you know, we'd go out with like silly string and stuff and mm-hmm. You know, and then like we were like, oh yeah, this sucks. We can't do anything. You know. Yeah. Did yeah, you have I, a sad trick or tr- last trick or treating? Well, yes, that's where I was queued up. I, I it was like when we were like eleven or twelve, we went trick or treating. It's like this is great. We're gonna do this forever. <laughs> <laughs> next year, I remember like putting together a costume. Like I was gonna be like a bubble tape man. You know, just like wrap myself in all this like bubble tape. And I, uh, I'm like looking at it in the mirror. I'm like, I look ridiculous. My friends are gonna push me down a hill. Like this is this isn't gonna right. go good. Like all this work, I just trashed it and just put on like a, a like a, a monster mask or something like that and went out and just half asked it. And uh, it just was like, yeah, that that 12 years old seemed like it forever ago. I was it was just like this. <laughs> I lost, I lost the will, you know, after that, but what's good. I have a two-year-old We're uh, we're getting into it again. So you go through cycles in this Halloween life, you know, you have your, your, the candy, um, the candy consumer, candy consumer, then, you know, alcohol consumer, and then you're a candy supplier. And I'm, I'm your alcohol (laughs) consumer still. I'm candy supplier in my, (laughs) that's what's great about Halloween. You know, there's, and you can take your kids candy. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it's so fun. It's funny too, just like mentioning the costume. Cause I, you know, I still like to do like a cool costume when I can, you know, now Mm -hmm. as I'm getting older, you know, there's just not enough time to be like, okay, let me get all the stuff and like spend money on stuff that I'm going to wear one time. (laughs) But then like, you know, I end up thinking about like times when I was like in college where I would do like these intricate Halloween costumes where like there was a year that I was like Hunter S Thompson. No one understood what I was. And I'm like this, I I'm like, I, I love this costume and it looks really good, but the fact that no one knows it makes me think like, was all this worth it? Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think, uh, yeah, the, the mid twenties Halloween costume parties there, uh, there's a song about them later. <laughs> you know. Oh. Well, let's keep on rolling along. Okay, to... hold on. I'll name oh. check my other candy songs. Oh, okay. We got uh, sex and candy, Marcy playground. Uh, Candy Girl by New Edition, and I Want Candy, uh, the MC Chris song from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh, so, and uh, speaking of covers, you said you knew the Aaron Carter cover of this. I know there's like the I Want Candy from a Simpsons episode, like the Behind the Music Simpsons episode parody, too. So, I'll just mention that one along the way, too. All right, let's go to your song. <laughs> All right, well, my next pick was It Is the End by Ice Nine Kills. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me introduce myself. They call me the dancing clown. And you must be Georgie. Did you hear my circus was in town? It seems I have your boat here. The storm blew her off track. Just reach your hands down here and take it if you really want it back. Oh, Georgie, you can trust me, sweet child. Step right this way. I'll make you 
this with a smile Believe me, it's nothing to fear When I seize on your flesh You'll see that we all float down Featuring Less Than Jake, Phoenix TX, J.R. Walerski, Buddy Schaub, and Will Salazar. Um, and I chose this because I could have cho- I could have chosen just about any Ice Nine Kills song. Um, you know, you mentioned before, it's on a concept album where every song is based off of horror movies. Um, this band, even though they haven't done the direct horror movie thing, the whole time they've been around, they've always kind of flirted with it. Their first album cover kind of like looks like it could be like a classic 70s slasher. They've had songs about murder, um, mm-hmm. you know, and admittedly, I haven't seen it. I haven't read the book, so maybe I shouldn't have chose this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, this is probably one of my favorite songs off of that album. I think it's very well done. I think it's very over the top. And I think that they kind of fill a bit of the role that like a band like the Misfits did in the eighties, which like, yeah. I, I wore this shirt specifically because we were doing this episode. Um, I, I wore a shirt for a podcast that no one's going to see too. That's got a skeleton on it. Yeah. We, 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 we both dressed for the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know the other album colors, but I did like this. Like you said, it looks like an old, this one for the silver screen looks like an old VHS cover. Yeah. And uh, that mirror knife in it, like, um, it reminds me of like a, a Todd McFarlane Hulk cover where like Wolverine's got his claws up and Hulk is in the mirror of the claws. Um, looks like a, like a, like, I mean, obviously it's referencing like 3D films at the time, but like, it, yeah. it's a great looking cover. Um, yeah. Yeah. They kind of like, they've gone kind of all out with, doing the horror thing and i think that it's really kind of paid off for them where it is just you know they they are like more in the heavier vein than a band like the misfits were but i still think that overall the songs are pretty catchy and just fun yeah uh it's a bit a bit intense for me but i did like i guess the horns might be like less than jake there like yeah yeah i thought that like you were talking about like over the top and uh just kind of throwing everything in the in the song yeah. i kind of like those uh you might i haven't seen the new it um like my wife is like scary clowns i'm i'm checking out i'm like all right <laughs> uh, i saw the original it with tim curry um which was scary uh, um right until the end where they fight a giant spider where it was so ridiculous looking for the graphics of the time <laughs> like it was uh pretty pretty corny at the end but yeah this song uh yeah guys give me like an iron maiden run to the hills type vibe you know of just like 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 it sounds like a scary clown is singing it so yeah yeah he's he very much takes up the pennywise sort of feel um i i know a lot of people hate killer clowns but i kind of love them as is evidenced by stuff further on my list (laughs) um Mm -hmm. But like, I don't I think there's something kind of fun about it. I got very obsessed with like the 2016 uh, killer clown sightings that happened like in real life. 
just because I was like, oh, I love this. <laughs> You're a sick man, Crowley, Crowley, they, whatever you know, you're going with. They 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 were fun. They were like no one. I don't think anyone got hurt really. <laughs> it, uh, I've I've just never found I've never found clowns in and of themselves particularly scary. Some people are scared of like the normal clowns you see. Yeah, you know I, I'm like eh, you know it's, they're fine. It's, it doesn't really bother me. But I uh, the clown at night those uh those creepy clowns yeah they'll they'll uh they'll get something yeah. I this song also ends up making me think a lot about you know I I was kind of like I managed to be like a teen preteen at sort of the end of the DVD era mm-hmm. you know like shortly before streaming really took over streaming and on demand so I have memories of going to Blockbuster with like my friends or like a friend's mom driving us and just kind of like looking at horror movies and deciding which one to take. And I remember when me and my friend re- uh, rented the, Bear- uh, the Blair Witch Project for the first time, she, we were looking at it and my friend's mom said, uh, yeah, your older brother has said you know mom i'm not afraid of anything but i'm afraid of it <laughs> oh wait of it or blair witch of it like it oh, okay the, you know the original yeah, it. yeah yeah Tim i should Curry, i should it. have clarified <laughs> throwing the blair That's witch the reference problem with it is, you know, those pronouns uh, yeah i know um, it's, it's one word it's one word we it, we i've said i've said it <laughs> you know a hundred times yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah uh, but this whole this whole song like it's full of a bunch of stephen king references um i've tried to read some stephen king i, I like what i've read but i haven't read a ton yeah. of it i read the i read uh uh carrie and uh the, the one about vampires living in a city but i can't remember that one off the lot. yes exactly that one yeah <laughs> i have that one sitting in my basement i gotta read uh, that <laughs> i have uh the uh, the haunting of Hill House sitting next to me, so I gotta ah. read that. <laughs> uh, but uh, did you actually watch the music video for this? I it's like 15 minutes long. It's basically I have not. Video, I but... should watch that. I should yeah, watch it's... it. I've never watched Nice Nine Kills. Vi- I have. Uh, I shouldn't say never because I watched some when I was younger. But I've never watched Nice Nine Kills video. Well, I'll, I'll admit, like heavier songs like this or louder songs like this aren't really. I'm more like the Mummy Benjamin Hughes that we heard. I'm more right like this. So, like, this is the part of your list. I had to take it a little slower when I was listening. Yeah, there, there's but, some loud stuff. But the, the video just reinforced kind of the the, the tongue and cheek nature of it a bit more. Yeah. Like, it, it made me, it made it sound less, uh, quote unquote, scary or something like that. It was just like, ah, you know, they're they're having fun with this, you know, so. After this, I'll probably end up watching it while waiting like for the audio minutes to download. Long. It's like a movie, so yeah. Cool. Well, anyway, let's keep on rolling along into your next pick, which was Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr.
Yes, and I have another important question for you, James. Does Bustin make you feel good? <laughs> I was worried you were going to ask if I'd ever seen the original Ghostbusters. Um, or you could have been like, is that is that true? And I would have been like, yes, this man has no dick. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bustin, Bustin makes me feel good. <laughs> That's the only correct answer for that question. Um now I'm about 10 years older than you. I think I mentioned this, you know, last time we talked, you know, I think anyone who's 10 years older than you has told you they're 10 years older than you. Yes. <laughs> um, but in the, like Ghostbusters, like wasn't a movie for me growing up. It was a cartoon. It was a toy line. You know, it was, it was a uh, high C flavor, ecto cooler, you know, it was, it was all these other tie-ins. Uh, so I like, I was a huge fan of Ghostbusters as a kid of everything but the movie. Like I I like <laughs> when you're watching the movie and, you're, and it's like all these cartoon characters are actually like, like droll, sardon sardonic old white men. And you're like, Oh, right. this is great. <laughs> you <know? laughs> you're like, why is Venkman mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, but I, like, so uh, let me go back. No, I'll, I'll keep going. So I, Ghostbusters was never quite my movie, but like I watched it recently again, maybe last year or two years ago, and I started to get it. You know, I'm like, oh, this is just like I mentioned before about American Werewolf in London. It's like that '80s charm of like you, you're you you're ready to go right away. They're not like trying yeah. to build like this crazy universe or something like that. You know, it's just like you get in, you know the characters right away, and they're easy to root for and follow along with. So like. I'm not one of those people who can like quote Ghostbusters inside and out, but like I'm, I'm, I get it. And I really like enjoy the movie and I'm very nostalgic for like the, you know, the stuff I grew up with. So. Definitely. I, I do have vague memories of watching the Ghostbusters cartoons as a kid, but like not a, I was definitely too young for it. And like probably around the time mm -hmm. I started to be like conscious of things was probably mm -hmm. around the time it was canceled. But yeah. I always remember being in like sixth grade going on vacation and my parents had like a portable dvd player so they took me to some store to buy like two or three movies that i could watch like going to and from like long car rides and one of them was ghostbusters so mm -hmm. like i watched it over and over again so i'm very familiar with the first two movies mm -hmm. um you know which i i is i guess kind of the opposite experience just because i was e even though like I kind of grew up with it, even though I was born 10 years after the original came out. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, that's a sixth grade or so. It's probably a good time to get into yeah. that too. You know, like I probably watched the first Ghostbusters too young, like, you know, third or fourth grade or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like you sixth miss grade a lot of, you're starting to get sort of the humor of it and like right. you can like maybe not everything like i i still think about dickless dickless is my favorite movie <laughs> line of all time everyone always i think afi has that cats and dogs living together mass hysteria as the greatest line for me it's this man has no dick mm -hmm. is the greatest movie line that's ever been said <laughs> 
Uh, I'm glad I picked this then. Uh, as for the, the song, I remember, I mean, this is a song that is like, uh, I, I, I hate the term like guilty pleasure because you shouldn't be guilty about listening to music. It's right. just music with theirs. But man, if like you're walking down the street and like, I don't know, you're and you're listening to on your headphones and for some reason your headphones get ripped out and it's playing the music loudly. And you're like, oh no, I'm, I'm listening. Oh, to yeah. Oh no, I'm glad you picked it because it gave me a chance to talk about Ghostbusters because I would not pick this song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, uh, everyone knows it ripped off the Huey Lewis, I Want a New Drug. And uh, apparently a lot of people were approached to do a theme song for Ghostbusters. Uh, Lindsey Buckingham uh, was approached because he had did like Holiday Road for vacation. Um, there's an original theme you could find by Thrall and Use, which I think is like, people who were in um, Deep Purple, I think. Um, okay. But they picked this one because like it's it was written to be, like Ray Parker said he wrote it to sound like an advertising jingle. Yeah, it's eight. supposed to be like, yeah, like yeah a commercial. Exactly, and that's why it gets stuck in your head. You know, it's, it's yeah. it does its job 100%. Not like, it's a, it's a very corny song and a lot of the music in uh, Ghostbusters is pretty corny uh like it's a very dated 80s soundtrack but it, yeah it's it does its job a hundred percent you know it it like you said it kind of has that charm where you know it fits very well it fits very well in the sense that it's like an 80s comedy but also kind of like a b horror movie right yeah and it kind of set um it's kind of set the stage for what would come like in my more of my childhood of like this 80s to 90s like hit of like people loved like comedy horror movies or comedy yeah. uh scary movies you know like gremlins beetlejuice adam's family like uh the other tim burton um uh nightmare before christmas clearly um so this is like it kind of set the stage for all of that so i wanted to pick a song I mean, there's too many songs I mentioned ghosts. I can't, I'm not going to yeah. rattle, name check those, but like, <laughs> this is, I wanted a song from a movie. So apologies to Danny Elfman's great, like Beetlejuice score to This Is Halloween from Nightmare Before Christmas uh, to Adam's Groove by MC Hammer. Uh, but <laughs> this, this is my, uh, this is my uh, Halloween movie song that I'm, I'm picking okay. for this. That's fair. Yeah. I was about to say, it, like, it, like you said, so many songs mention ghosts. There's like a million. Yeah, I know. Could do. <laughs> um, do you want to rattle off a few? Or oh, gee, I, I don't have, I don't have a list in front uh, of me. I, I'll, I'll just go with "The Ghost of You" by My Chemical Romance because it came to mind when you mentioned that. Yeah, I, I was thinking um, this song called "42" by Coldplay. Uh, it starts like slow. Or it goes, those who are dead, may not dead. Or something. And then at the end, it goes like, thought you might be a ghost. And then it's, it gets, gets you two for one in that song. <laughs> uh, but there's, I mean, I can't think of, I got so many ghost songs oh, in yeah. my, like, yeah. Is it Ghost a whole of another... Is it, like, Because I know there's like a, is, I, I, Ghost of You, is that a cover of My Chemical Romance song? No, that, that's an original. I think there's one by Counting Crows, which I'm not sure if that's a cover called Ghost of You, but I, I don't recall. So, <laughs> Like you said, there's that could be a whole separate theme. For yeah, that's just like good. ghost songs. Yeah, it's just ghost songs in and of itself. Yeah. She never ever told me
This has been a Lug Hole Podcast. <laughs>